Welcome to the Profit Powerhouse Podcast, the ultimate resource for business success and growth. I'm your host, Glenn Poulos, and I'm thrilled to be joining you on this exciting journey. Currently, I hold the position of VP and GM of NWS Canada. Additionally, I take pride in being the author of the critically acclaimed book, Never Sit in the Lobby. Throughout this podcast, my mission is crystal clear, to equip you with the strategies and insights you need to not only establish a strong presence in front of your clients, but also to take meaningful action and maintain that position. After all, being a pleasure to do business with is the key to fostering lasting connections in the corporate world. Together, we'll explore the art of not just building a successful and profitable company, but also cultivating a high-performing team that's capable of achieving remarkable results. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or anyone looking to excel in the world of commerce, this podcast is tailored to help you thrive. If you're eager to be part of the conversation, I encourage you to visit my website, navigate to the podcast section where you can sign up and stay updated and participate in the show. Our episodes typically run for a duration of 30 to 40 minutes, ensuring you get a compact yet insightful dose of valuable information. So get ready to unleash your profit powerhouse potential. Join me on this podcast as we delve into the strategies, stories, and secrets that will drive your success. Remember, your journey to becoming an influential person and prosperous business leader starts right now. Welcome to the Profit Powerhouse Podcast, the hub where ambition meets expertise and where we uncover the secrets to the business success. I'm your host, Glenn Poulos, and today we have a truly exceptional episode lined up for you. Our guest today is the epitome of entrepreneurial spirit and adaptability. Meet Evan Samet, a serial entrepreneur whose journey began at the tender age of 14 with his first business, Evan's Racket. Evan's early start set the stage for a remarkable career in entrepreneurship, marked by his rise to becoming a finalist in Inc. Magazine's Entrepreneur of the Year Award contest during his junior year of college. But Evan's story doesn't stop there. He successfully sold Ticket Insider in 2018, marking a significant milestone in his career. Without further ado, let's welcome Evan to the show. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. I really, uh, I really appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Great. That's awesome. So why don't you start by telling us, what are you working on now? And then we'll maybe lead up to how you got there and uh, just bring us up to the modern day. What are you What are you working on these days? Perfect. So right now I'm working at Key Investment Group as president of global sales and I'm pretty much just working on in the entertainment industry, on the concert side, predominantly uh, in the US and in the UK and Canada, and really just working on uh, finding the maximum value for every artist and what their ticket prices are worth, uh, depending on where they're touring, depending on when they last toured and where to find the best value in the price of their tickets. Wow. Okay. So you had a ticket company and you sold it. Is that right? And, uh, yeah. So I joined up with uh, key investment group shortly after that. And it's really, you know, when I was, when I started, I was pretty much just a one man family shop. Right. I, I would work on it full time. I'd have my sister hop on with me, my dad, my grandfather, uh, some of her, some of my sister's friends who were 14, 15, 16 at the time. And now I'm worth, now I'm worth key investment group. And I came on as a very early first five, first 10 employee. Right. And now we've grown and now we're 50, 60 employees plus and, and really doing good business and growing and helping provide jobs and in yeah. the area and, you know, really 
really starting as a really small startup and expanding our horizons to new areas of business I never even pictured 10 years yeah. ago. So when you work with an artist, like what, what is the, um, do you, it sounds like you help them set ticket prices or can you so walk basically, us through that? So, ba so basically the way it works with an artist is, you know, an artist will announce a tour and then, you know, basically we'll have to, on our side of the business, analyze what is the value of that ticket? When was the last time they toured? Okay. Are they coming off a popular album? Have they been in the news recently? And with social media and the way things work today, an artist can be loved one week and be hated the next week. I mean, okay. we're seeing it today. I mean, we're filming it uh, February 5th today. And in, over the past week, or sorry, last night, they had the Grammy Awards. Yeah. And you see certain artists, like Luke Combs will do, you know, his song with Tracy Chapman. And then we'll see the value of Luke Combs tickets go up 15, 20% today. We right. saw Nicki Minaj in the news for some unfortunate things this past week and, yeah. and her stock drops. Right. So basically it's just analyzing, you know, what tickets are worth, you know, should we buy tickets and try to sell them at a higher price down the road Are tickets at their maximum value and, and sell them today. So it's working with, you know, a bunch of different companies who, you know, sell, sell tickets to us and, you know, figuring, figure us figuring out on the resale side, when is, you know, when is the prime market to sell, to okay. sell tickets? We're working with a dead end company is, is going on sale today and they announced their final tour and now they're at the sphere. So we're trying to figure out based on where people like to sit at the sphere, where the screens work, how their prices break down. What are the, what are the best resale options for us as a company? And those are different things we run you know, we run different analytics and different data, data points daily based on venue. Again, venue, last time touring, uh, different prices. So it's basically just a lot of data that, that goes into our decisions. Sounds like data and a lot of magic science as well, too, eh? Like, well, you, uh, you know, it's hard because you, you, never, you never understand what fans like. It's, it's funny. One thing that I think is different maybe today versus when I first started is it's so easy right now to listen or stream a song. You go on YouTube, Spotify, TikTok, yeah. and a song can have a billion views and I can hear it on the radio and you don't know who the artist is. Yeah. But maybe 10 years ago, you had to go to Best Buy or go to Target and actually buy the record. So if you were, you know, if you were really shelling out $15 for an album, you really like the artist. Yeah. Now someone will say, Hey, have you heard of this band? And I'll listen to them on my 45 minute drive home and it looks like i streamed the whole album and i'm a huge fan but i just listened to it because it was free <laughs> right just, just yeah. to try to know versus had someone yeah. said hey check out this new artist i wouldn't have driven 15 minutes to best buy and, and came home so yeah. you really got you know you really got to cut through the you know really on our side you really have to cut through the dead and say okay are people listening to this on tiktok for 10 seconds so the streams are you know, maybe miscounted. I mean, we'll see an artist that has a billion streams and you would think they're the world's biggest artist, but they can't sell a venue that holds 2000 people. And then you can take an artist, you know, someone like Zach Bryan, for example, who might not have as many streams as a TikTok artist, but the guy can sell at two football stadiums in a row. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just something where, where we have to run through and just see what, and see what people are asking us for. You know, my phone's always open. My email's always open. 
I'll, I'll have friends and family who are in the business or sorry, who know that I'm in the business and they'll say, Oh, can you get me tickets to this? And when I see multiple people messaging me, I'm like, hmm, okay. You know, there must be there some go. demand there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I was thinking about, um, trying to trying to like process in my mind something I was reading the other day about it where also the you're talking about the streaming and not knowing their name and all that but also that the time like the length of songs has changed in the way that people process music in the sense that because there's these like insanely popular clips like on TikTok or whatever but you're only getting like 12 seconds of a song you hear the rest of the song, you don't even recognize it yeah i mean you know i mean people will listen to people will listen to to six seconds and you know and i don't really want to call artists who are on that because i don't want to call them out because obviously getting a billion views is wildly impressive but we see we see artists who are just complete flashes in the pan yeah popular for a week and it's it's hard because you think okay if i can make a song that has a billion streams why can't i do it again but it's obviously it's obviously incredibly incredibly difficult and tiktok and short video clips, you know, they do kind of mess with streaming numbers. Yeah. Because someone listens to a song for six seconds, you're really not, you know, you're really not a huge, you're not a fan of that artist. You know, right. you just kind of like this song and you think it's catchy. Yeah. And I always say, and, you know, especially with the Grammys being last night, people who buy tickets, that's the end all be all to me. Yeah. Right. Because you can go listen to a song for free or you can shell out a hundred dollars and really put your money where your mouth is, you know, walk the walk drive to the arena, pay for parking, pay for drinks, pay for tickets, pay, you know, wait an hour in traffic. That really shows the dedication of, are you a fan of this artist versus I'll listen to them because it's convenient. Right. Right. So going back a bit, what did you, what are some of the things you learned about by participating in the uh, entrepreneur of the year award contest? How was that? And uh, walk us through that, what that looked like. It was it was really fascinating because a professor of mine at Quinnipiac University really convinced me to join, to enter the competition. And I really didn't know what I was in for. And it was interesting. The first time I presented, I spoke so quickly. Right. I don't know if it was nerves or if I was so excited to be there. But sometimes I really learned from that less is more in a sense where you don't need to say 500 things. You just need to say three or four really smart things. And it really, really taught me to take a step back, really think about what I'm going to say. Don't word jumble. Don't, don't sound like I'm trying to sell something. Really believe in, in the business. And I did believe in my business. I believe wholeheartedly that going to concerts and going to sporting events are one of the best and most exciting hobbies that you can do. You can, for me, I go out to dinner, I spend $200, I eat again tomorrow. Right. It doesn't mean that I go to a concert, I'm listening to that artist for the next week and I'm talking yeah. about it for, for months to come. And I truly believed when I was there that if I'm selling something or if I'm going to enter a business, I'm really going to believe in what I'm selling. And I really do believe that having a better seat for a concert or a sporting event makes a big difference in, oh, yeah. you know, sitting in the nosebleeds. And I know certain people can't afford it. And, and that's one thing, but just being there and being there live and the feeling you get when the stadium goes dark and the artist runs on stage, it can't be matched by sitting at home. And you, and you see it now with live TV. I mean, you don't need to watch anything live right now, but sporting events. 
Yeah. And, you know, and, and it shows and, and it reflects in the ticket prices and it shows why we're in a, in a great business and one that has upward trajectory. Yeah, for sure. The, um, I mean, it's, it's really shocking to see where ticket prices have gone, uh, these days. Right. I mean, you know, you see like six, seven, eight hundred dollars a ticket or whatever compared to when, you know, uh, it, it, I mean, where do you see that going? I mean, I probably know where but up, but <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hard because like the one thing that we see in our business is people really want to pay for the acts that they want to see. And if they don't want to see them, there's, there's kind of a breaking point, right? Like, like you'll see, and I, and I hate using Taylor Swift as an example ah, because right. she's a once in a generation, yeah. in my opinion, the biggest artist of all time. Yeah. But even if you take a Beyonce or a Drake or an Ed Sheeran, you know, there are certain artists where I find in the, in the older days, if people had three to $400 to spend, they would, I don't know, maybe put it across five to six events. Right. Now it's if you have $300 to spend, they might just spend it on one event. So we need to really make the determination, what is that event? You yeah. know, some people might, when artists tour a lot and tour year after year, they have huge fan bases, but do people want to keep paying three, $400 every year to see them? Is their show getting progressively better? Or is there a new artist where maybe they're not as popular as the so-called big artists, but they haven't toured in five, six years for example, a Justin Timberlake, right. a Ariana Grande, where I'm not saying they're as popular as an Ed Sheeran, but Ed Sheeran tours more frequently. Right. So we just have to kind of determine where are we going, where are we going to make our investments? Yeah, and it's and it's in that, and people are and if people are willing to pay it, then why shouldn't you know why shouldn't the artist charge it? Right. The um, yeah, for sure. I mean, what you're saying is fascinating, and uh, it's really interesting. You know, especially someone like I'm not. I don't pick on Ed Sheeran, but I mean, uh, isn't he? Doesn't he do everything himself on stage? I don't think. Yeah, he I mean, he he's an he's an incredible talent, and right. Uh, I don't I don't have any. I, you know, I'm not. Yeah, I know by Ed yeah. Sheeran, but yeah. I've seen him multiple times, and if anyone okay. has the chance to see him, he truly is an amazing act on what yeah. he can do on stage right. by himself. But kind of what kind of to go back to the point I was making maybe a question or two ago, you don't understand the brilliance of Ed Sheeran until you see him in concert. Yeah, because right. you you'll listen to a record of his and you won't know you, right. you don't really understand what's going on unless you have a background and dissect it. But when I saw him at Prudential Center and I saw him at MetLife Stadium, I mean, he's just a one man. Yeah, it's insane how he puts it together with right? the loop pedal. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, it, it's something it's something you just can't experience sitting on your couch. Right. And no, no show could be because he, he's making it up as he goes along. No show can be the same. Right. I mean, no show similar, can be the same because I mean, yeah. he's, he's, yeah, he's playing, yeah. even if he runs the same song, he might be mixing up his guitar parts yeah. and mixing up how the right. crowd reacts. Uh, yeah. He's an, he's an incredible. Right. Actor. But the, the point I was kind of making though, was like, it's very cool and whatever, but if it was 600 bucks for a good seat or whatever, would you pay 600 bucks again next year? Exactly. Or, because, or would you rather, or would you rather spend it on someone new? And that's right. something, you know, that's something we yeah. have to, yeah. as, as a company and, you know, one of my main jobs is to determine that. I mean, we right. see, especially tours that go on for three, four, five, six months, 
we'll see an artist where their tour won't be selling well. And then a YouTube video will come out of their show or TikTok and it becomes amazing. And it, it actually happened. It actually really happened to Taylor Swift, to be honest. If you looked at the first couple shows of her tour, they were selling really well, but nothing like that. You know, the press wasn't really putting huge articles about it. And then people saw her set list and it was a three hour show with songs from her first album to the last album and the videos went viral. So, you know, some, you always have to be paying attention to social media too. And right. to me, that's free content. You know, our, the fans of the artists are putting it out and it's almost up, up to us to determine, is this cool? Is this not cool? And, and we've seen, I've seen acts where I'm super, you know, I'm super bullish on them and, and their performances. And then I watch a YouTube video from their show where I personally go see the show and I say, it was, you know, the music was good or the songs were good, but I don't know if I necessarily need to come back again. Yeah. And, you know, I'll have, and it's always great to take opinions of people from everyone. Like I'll send a video out to some of my friends and I'll say, Hey, what do you guys think of this? And or people who, who work for key investment group, you know, we'll share videos and, you know, is this cool? Does this make you want to go more? Does this make you want to go less? Because if, if, if you're a fan of a, of an artist, you're following them on social media. Yeah. Most likely. And if the videos are out there, it's, it's hard to not watch them. So yeah. always just analyzing data by numbers and data by videos yeah so how have you been able to scale the people like because it seems like a magic art like how do you find people that can do what you do right <laughs> and, uh do you, like it seems like it might be a challenge and uh to find because it's almost like a savant like knowing what's the it, red it act, is. It, it's right very price. hard i know when i know uh, when we you know what i know when we've interviewed people i'll ask them questions that aren't you know, name me your biggest strength, name me, right. you know, name your biggest weakness. I'll ask questions along the lines of how many concerts did you go to this? Right. Time? Yeah. Who is your, who's your favorite act? And I've had, and I, I know one artist tour. So I remember I was in an interview once and I was interviewing a gentleman and he was great. And I said, when was the, you know, what name some concerts you went to this year? Right. And he gave me a couple of concerts and I know that artist didn't tour this year. Oh yeah. So he's, so, you know, so, so, he's just, so just, yeah. just, just plain, just, yeah. and maybe he, maybe he didn't remember that it was this year, but it was one of those things where you have to, you know, you kind of have to live and breathe the business. Yeah. I know someone who works for me. He's, you know, he just bought a package to go see dead and company at the sphere. Nice. Uh, someone who went to hangout festival, someone who has their Kenny Chesney tickets this summer, someone who I've seen play at bar bands and is almost, and you know, in my mind, as talented as certain artists that I've seen before, and artists who you know, people who work for me who went to go see Madonna. You know, I want people who truly believe in what they're selling and like to go see concerts and like to go to sporting events, go to Ravens games, go to Orioles games. Their company is headquartered in Maryland. You know, you want people who believe in what we're selling and truly yeah. and truly love going to concerts because someone will say, "Hey." I really like I really like this artist. I think their new album is great. Yeah, and that one tip could could make us five six figures. I know yeah. one of our biggest winners of last year was Usher, and this oh, yeah. and this woman who just worked for us and is Usher is now playing the Super Bowl happened to say like, when does Usher in Vegas go on sale? I'm dying to go. And I go, huh? I didn't really know. I didn't really know Usher was still relevant. She goes, <laughs> right. 
She goes, oh, absolutely. Like when he goes on sale, like, please let me know. And then we opened the shows and we're like, wow, Usher really has pull. Yeah. So it's, it's something like that where if you hire someone who has no interests or maybe is super book smart and maybe, maybe great in sales and maybe super organized, but they don't have any background on concerts, they may not provide as much value as someone who really, you know, really has their head in the game. The, um, what sort of trends do you see emerging in this world, in this, this space that you're in and concerts and tickets and prices? And it's things. funny, you know, we're seeing a lot of the, uh, we're seeing a lot of, I almost call it sad rock, which I know is not yeah. the, <laughs> and, and, and I guess are the younger generation will call it indie rock. Yeah. But to me, it's, it's the Noah Canons, the Zach Bryans. Yeah. Those type of maybe low key, <laughs> mellow. Right. Super amazing lyrics. And it's great to see yeah. lyrics making a comeback because and you'll mm. still see the and you'll still see pop stars come, you know, come and go. But one thing I've noticed are our pop stars are, are much more flesh in the pan. Like they're hot today and yeah. tomorrow. I just don't you don't know. Yeah. But it's great seeing meaningful lyrics really make a return. And and, and that's what makes Taylor Swift the queen is she, is she writes super meaningful lyrics with super great pop beats. And yeah. if you look at if you look at Ed Sheeran writes all his own songs, I mean Bruce Springsteen who has 40 years and is still performing in sold out stadiums yeah. across the world, people love his lyrics. And it kind of died and it's great to see artists with super meaningful lyrics making a comeback. And we're seeing those indie trends, maybe heartbreak, maybe people are relating more to heartbreak these days. And when it comes to ticket prices, we're seeing we're seeing artists are charging more more than yeah. ever, and it'll and I think it's it's a post COVID thing. Maybe people taking two years off of COVID, trying to make extra revenue. Maybe it's knowing what what your value is worth. Maybe it's people. You know, maybe it's people trying to put on a, a higher production show, so overhead costs are higher. And it, on our end, it'll be great to see. Whether the you know the high ticket prices can return, do they have to make a you know a comeback to reality? Can people only shell out four, five, six hundred dollars once or twice a year? So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, prices are on the rise. Going to live events are definitely on the rise. I mean, if you look at numbers that Live Nation or Vivid Seats stock reports, you know their their sales volumes are are increasing, and and it's great to see. Yeah. You know, the one thing I'm sure you'll have something to say on this, but the one thing that's uh, been, I, I guess, boggling my mind in a way is that, and the first example I'll give you is like Lainey, Lainey Gardner or whatever, the the Fleetwood Mac girl who sang, you know, uh, the song with the, you know, you know, it was like in her bedroom or whatever. And now she's, I mean, now she's touring with a bunch of people and she signed with the Jonas Brothers father or whatever. And, you know, the girl I'm talking about. And uh, yeah. yeah, but so like, I see her and I think, wow, that girl can really sing. Right. And then, so then you're flipping through like, you know, cause a certain part of my day, I, you know, I do the endless scrolling kind of a thing. Right. And that I see this other person, a lot of, a lot of women, some guys too, but a lot of these women say, this other girl will come on and she's got an amazing voice. It's just like mind blowing. And then you flip another one. There's another one. Right. And then you flip. I mean, again, I'm not sure if you've ever been to, I'm not sure if you've ever been to Nashville. Yeah, I was you just there go, a few you, months ago. Yeah. You can go up and down Broadway and everyone has an amazing voice. Yeah. And 
it's hard. That's why you see people who are flesh in the pan because there are so many people who can yeah. think. Man, it's and crazy. It's, yeah. it's, and now, you have yeah. you have that it factor. Have you yeah. worked? You see all these artists and they go, oh, you look at someone who's a new artist of the year. Yeah. Circle back to the Grammys. Right. And they say, I've been working at this for 15 years. Right. Yeah. And now, now I'm just getting noticed. Yeah. And it's, do you have that it factor? Did the right person hear your right performance on a certain day? That's the hardest part about being an artist. I mean, you see these songs that no one knows. And then two years in, you watch, I know Morgan Wallen's an, an example. I was yeah. watching a video of his and he was playing a song in 2018 and there was 75 people in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and then this year he was playing that song and there were 75,000 people yeah. in the crowd. Yeah. So boy. there's definitely a little bit of luck involved. Yeah. And it's, are you going to stick with it? Did you, and do you have that if factor that, that people want to see you over and over again? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's interesting. All right. Well, as we wind down, I mean, uh, do you have some socials you'd like to share with the crowd? How do people uh, learn more about your business and about uh, some of your accomplishments and connect with I, you? I mean, the best, like the, best way to re- the best way to reach out to me is just uh, my first name, last name on LinkedIn, E-V-A-N, last name, S-A-M-E-T. Always can send me an email, E-V-A-N, last name, S-A-M-E-T, 811 at gmail.com. If anyone has any questions, advice, if they want, just reviews on the show yeah uh, i would love to uh, and what's your website of the it? business then um i mean the best again the best way to reach me is is we do you know we just handle everything oh, okay. everything directly directly, okay. directly no through problem. me and yeah no and that problem. would be and that'd be the best way to awesome okay. to reach out and uh yeah again cool. I'm, I'm open i'm open you know i'm open yeah. to hearing from anyone yeah this has been uh fascinating and um yeah so good luck with the business and i'll definitely connect with you on linkedin and follow up with you uh, yeah. uh thanks for having me on glenn i really yeah. this, this was a good yeah. conversation Thank and you. i love i love talking about music and i love yeah. talking about events yeah, i can hear by my voice you really know what you're talking about <laughs> it's something i'm passionate about and i can yeah. talk about it i can talk about yeah. it all day for sure for sure thanks a lot okay well thanks again take care tuning in to another insightful episode of the Profit Powerhouse Podcast. Your support and engagement means the world to us. If you're brimming with expertise and eager to join us, navigate to my website at glenpoolis.com forward slash podcast and go to the Be A Guest section to connect with us. Don't keep this information to yourself. Please share this podcast on your favorite social media platforms to empower your network with the strategies and wisdom you've gained. Your feedback fuels our growth. Please take a moment to rate and review the Profit Powerhouse podcast wherever you listen. Your input helps us to continually refine our content to serve you better. Remember, our mission is your success. We've committed to providing you with the tools and insights to drive your business forward, and we're excited to have you on this journey with us. To stay up to date on the latest episodes, hit the subscribe button, and let's stay connected. Reach out to me on social media and continue the conversation and stay inspired. For resources and information, visit my website at glenpoolis.com. And before we sign off, remember, I'm Glenn Poulos and reminding you that your potential as a business leader is limitless. Thank you for being a part of this podcast where your success story begins.